Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Need a waste management, recycling and skip hire company? Look no further than Algea, Lincolnshire's national and regional award-winning team for all of your waste and recycling needs. We'll score you the best deals in your waste and recycling needs. The only blank you'll draw from us is our zero-to-landfill policy. So call us today on 01724 277 299 or visit lgia.co.uk and be part of the winning team. Okay, welcome to another special episode of the Iron Brew Podcast. You've got Brad Mel and Matt Blanchard, and it's another In Conversation episode. And today we're we're talking to a former player, uh, someone who's racked up 113 appearances for the club and scored 20 goals along the way. And there's there's certainly one or two that stick in the mind. I'm sure we'll be chatting about them later on. Uh, so we're, of course, joined by Lee Hodges. How are you doing, Lee? You all right? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, our pleasure, believe me. Uh, so what we thought we'd do is we'd sort of go through pretty much um, sort of your career and uh, your time with Scunthorpe United in a bit of a chronological order. But uh, I think what, what, we, what we'll start with, though, is in the present day, uh, because I know very recently you were, you were doing some commentary for Humberside when you were at the Leighton Orient game. So just sort of uh, what are your sort of current impressions of the, of the team as it stands at the minute? Well, um, to be honest, at the start, obviously, there was in a bit of trouble. And I think I, I still spoke to uh, Andy Dawson and... Um, he said, oh, they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. They look all right. The gaffer seems good. So I can't see... He said, oh, we're due a win. He said, we've been a bit unlucky. But obviously, the league don't lie. And uh, they was rock bottom. But um, that was the first time I see them on Saturday. And uh, I thought they played. They looked really organised. I thought they played really well. They worked well as a team and took their goals really well. So uh, I thought it was a good performance. Yeah, it was a great goal, actually. We, we chatted about it on our last one, certainly from... Gilead, the first one, right in the top corner, was uh, was sort of he a player that stands out, and sort of anybody else that sort of caught your eye on Saturday? Uh, I, I thought he played really well. I thought he helped the fullback out really well, which is something that I've very rarely done, um, as as Dawes would tell you. But um, the other one was Lund, Lund, Lund. I'm not sure mm. you say yeah, Matt Lund. But, um, Matt Lund. I thought he done really well. I thought he played, the, put the ball in the right areas, and just turned them every time. And I thought Novak was not chasing all over the place and working really hard. And I thought um, that Matt Lund was the one, really. I thought he he stood out for me, that he was just kept them ticking, just putting the balls in the right areas. And uh, Orient didn't, couldn't, just kept having to face towards their goal and chasing back. So I thought he stood out for me as well. Uh, you mentioned there, sort of, obviously, you were chatting to Dawson a bit, sort of, at the end of last season. I think you sort of you got a few games in last season as well. W- w- can you sort of see a difference between the sort of the two sides, the one that finished last season came down, and the one that you saw against Orient? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, for me, uh, since um, the lad, um, I apologise, the lad who went, who went to Derby, uh, little Holmes, no, yeah. yeah, Dwayne Holmes, that's right, Dwayne Holmes, yeah. But apart from him, he's, uh, I've not seen many players that run at them and. Um, Take the ball away from the from the team and give the, everyone a breather. It's all quite workhorses doing their jobs, doing their own jobs. And but for me, he was he was one that stood out, and that's what I haven't seen in the past couple of years really to have anyone that's I've gone and thought 
God, yeah, he could he could step up here. I mean, the Morrison, he used to score goals, but he never really stood out for me. He just looked like a normal left winger that crossed the ball, and then if it come out to him, he could finish the ball. But for me, he, he just he, someone like Holmes needed to stretch the game, excite people, and want you to go and watch them. But for me, I haven't seen that since I well, the games that I've been watching. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, obviously, Holmes, you know, you knew what you were going to get with him. He got the ball, similar to yourself, actually, got the ball. And the first thing he wanted to do was was take players on and try and create something. And, yeah, yeah. We, we have been missing that. And you look at kind of players in the past. We had Martin Wolford, he kind of did similar. Um, yourself and even Cleveland Taylor to some extent. And that's, that's the kind of player the fans do want to see. Um, and that's yeah. possibly why we're not quite sure on Hurst he's obviously starting to turn things around um, as it stands obviously he's picked up a couple of good results recently but yeah his teams are very workmanlike and even players like um, Van Veen you know he wasn't quite keen on him at the start of the season do you think we do need a bit of that flair obviously you say down the wings but you know Van Veen he can create something from nothing and he was you know he was trying to ship him out in the in the summer so do you think there's got to be that balance between flair and then you know the workmanlike players as well yeah I mean for that Van Veen I mean he for me I find him very frustrating because I can see that he's got quality and he gets on and I want him to get on the ball loads and get 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 in the positions when he gets the ball he looks like he's going to do something but it's like once every 10 minutes and I said to the, on the radio the other day I mean for someone like him when I see him play at Cholton I'm not sure it was last season or this season before when he got the ball he looked dangerous, but then I didn't see him for 10 minutes. I'm thinking, I walked away and thought, I think he's a good player, I think. But then he ended up, his move that he got was to Northampton. So it, for me, that said a lot for me in my head about what I thought he could be as a player, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, yeah. if someone with that much ability, if he's doing that week in, week out, he would not be going to Northampton. Yeah, I think you're right, and it's it's a frustrating one because obviously he's been here over two spells, quite a while now. And to be fair to Hurst, he's probably the first manager that's that's got a bit out of him, you know, on a on a more consistent basis. He's been playing fairly well this season, but again, yeah, yeah. at times he'll, he'll pull something out of the bag and, and maybe curl one in the top corner or something really yeah. exciting. But yeah, it's not quite the consistency is not quite there. I don't think and. Um, no, he's not one of them that's going to give you a breather, really, as well. You know, like, he seems like he loses it a little bit easier, but he is trying stuff. I, I accept that. You want players of his ability to try certain things, otherwise it, the magic ain't going to happen. I mean, I always thought if I got the ball and I lost it three times on the fourth time, I'm going to create something or I'm going to score. So I always believed in myself and, kept, and just kept going and going. But I feel like he, he, he could do that a little bit more, you know, get on the ball more and try a little like, round the corner and enjoying and get the ball back. But it just seems it's a little pedestrian, a little bit slow. And then, then you think, God, what a goal that is out of the blue, you know. And uh, I've probably been a bit harsh on him, but I'm, I'm just frustrated because I think he could be even better. That's all. No, he definitely can be. And he, he we've sort of mentioned a few times, he's absolutely a, a confidence player, you know. And what you see it when he gets one of those goals and then he, he will kick on a bit, you know, and, and we, we sort yeah. of go on a little bit of a run in the next couple of games. Yeah. Uh, shall we, let's just sort of end this little section just from what you've seen then, because uh, as, as sort of Matt said earlier on, we, you know, we're not 
100% on Hurst at the minute. We're not entirely sure where this season's going. It's, he has turned the corner a little bit, but you know we still get the odd result here and there. We, you know, that's uh, a bit concerning. From what you've seen, how do you sort of envisage uh, Scunthorpe ending up this season? I think they just end up mid-table now. To be honest, I think, and 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 that'll be all right from where they've come from. Um, I mean, I've not seen enough of them, but I thought they might. It'll be a tough game when the manager got sacked at Orient, uh, and then the guy that stepped in was the caretaker manager. For I thought they might give him a lift, and it would have been a tougher game. But I thought they really dominated the game. Really, I don't really, I didn't see them under too much pressure and worrying. I mean, the goalkeeper come out and made a couple of little saves, but it wasn't. There wasn't really like when you're away from home where the team's on on top of you the whole game. There wasn't really that much pressure, and then when they got their chances, like they scored early, and sometimes scoring early it does make it a little bit easier for you because you can get your shape, get back in positions. Everyone knows their jobs. Just be hard to beat, and then you've got Novak up top. That if he goes through like that, he he looks classy. He finishes, and he made that look quite easy when it wasn't. You mentioned Andy Dawson briefly a couple of minutes ago. Um, we didn't really hear from him. Obviously, in the summer, he wasn't given the job and, and he's obviously moved on to Hull now and that, that looks a really good move for him. Did he say anything to you about, you know, how, how he left in the summer? Well, No, I, 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 he was disappointed last season because I'd spoke to him most after most games. Well, not most, most games, I won't say that, but after the odd game and I'd, I'd say, how's it going, mate? You all right? And um, I think he was just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he, he was just finding it tough and, it's just that, I mean, you've got to get that momentum when you're a gaffer and we get that the rhythm going and you've got a few results coming, then you're all right. But it was just a really tough season for him and I don't particularly think he enjoyed it as much as I think he thought he would. Right, let's uh, let's move on to sort of yourself then now. Uh, so we'll start sort of at the start and sort of in the mid-90s, West Ham was sort of really regarded, I think, you know, for their sort of youth and academy setup, and you sort of were in that in that team. That's how you sort of came about. And, it's, you know, some big names sort of from there are sort of in and around your time. You, I'm thinking sort of Lampard, Ferdinand, and, you know, I think you'd have probably crossed paths with Carrick maybe for a little bit as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, Michael's... Uh... In the youth team, when I went in to be a pro, he came in as a youth team player. It was his first year work here. So yeah, we I knew him. I knew him quite well, um, and he was in the first team quite quickly. So we knew we we obviously I know him quite well. He's the same age as Joe Cole, and him and Coley come through at the same sort of time. So yeah, and that that sort of era. And then we had obviously you had Frank Lampard and Rio in my youth team, and and it, Rio was a year younger than me, but um, he had to step up. So. Yeah, that was all in my uh, my youth team and my first year pro. That was uh, the, the type of people that were there and coming through. So what was that sort of like in terms of sort of developing your game? And not just in terms of those players, but sort of West Ham in general, as you know, in terms of their setup. Yeah, I mean, I was never going to end up at West Ham, to be honest. It was a last minute thing. They come from nowhere. I, I was just about to sign for uh, Cholton. Uh, it was up between like. Um, Lee Bowyer had just signed, and I was I was just about to sign, and West Ham, and they were my team, and they come from nowhere, and said I would like to sign you. So I ended up there, and I met Billy Bonds, and he was brilliant, such a lovely man, and it just made me confident. So I ended up signing West Ham, and then really, I mean, we had so many good players, even from the year below, year above, and then seeing what was coming through below as well was it's quite exciting for the club. I mean. 
there's a guy called Jimmy Hampson, and he he took us, he took he, he changed it there. He was at Charlton, and then he got to West Ham and took a few players, and he built it all up really. And it was a, it was a good stepping stone for being a young lad. Playing with some of those players, were there any that you thought would definitely make the top and play at the highest level? Yeah, I mean, um, Frank when, Frank Lampard when we first started, he, he was a bit slower. Like he he didn't really, and then all of a sudden he just he made his game how he's made it. I mean, as in getting the ball, getting it wide, getting in the box, scoring twenty goals in the in the in the youth team, and then he just took that on forever now, and or, or now he's finished, obviously not, but. He just took it on forever, and then he was—he worked hard, trained hard, and he—and he got his rewards. Rio just looked like a Rolls Royce. He just stood out. He was calm. Never looked like he was going to get beat. When he did get beat, he got back and got back at whoever had beat him. And then, uh, and then once we had to uh, was in the first team. Uh, sorry, I was in the youth team, and they was doing a kids' day or something like a. The young, younger lads, and we all had to go out and watch Joe Coltrane uh, play in a match, and uh, that was a uh, one of the most uh, amazing things I've ever seen. He was flicking it over the red and doing flicks and tricks, and we was we was all on the sidelines, like mouth open wide, thinking, "What is this? What is going on here?" And obviously, he come come through to be one of the best players. Uh, you you've sort of had Harry Redknapp there as well as as a gaffer, and you know he he offered you a new deal, didn't he? So he obviously sort of rated you. What was what was that sort of like? Yeah, I, the thing was I was I was cut, I'd got into the, uh, the youth team. Now first, then I sort of got into the first team, and I was travelling with them, and then I was on the bench, and I didn't ever get on really. And I was thinking oh, I just want to have a go, like, and I didn't think I was going to get a go. And then obviously we got a few injuries. I made my debut at Tottenham. And uh, I was buzzing. I thought, well, I've done all right. Not nothing amazing, but I've done okay. Then I played a couple more games, or come on a sub and played a couple more games, and then played against Arsenal in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And I was like, gee, I think I've, I've done really well here. And everyone I've cut after the game was like, oh, well done, like, brilliant, come on, done well, come on at 1 0 down, drew 1 all, and well done. Like, oh, buzzing, got home. Next week, on or that was on the Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and then on the Saturday, looked at the team sheet, and I wasn't even in the squad, and I was like, oh, my God, like, what did I do? And I was like, Gafford, no, no, a few of the players are back now, and I was like, right, OK. So then I sort of knew, and then he said to me, uh, I think uh, I'm going to give you two years to, I'm going to give you another two years, and I said, I don't want to, Gaffer. I said, I do want to. I said, if you can say to me now that I've got any chance of ever playing or starting, then I'm happy to stay. And he said, I can't say that to you. I said, well, then that's fair enough. I said, I'd rather you be honest. And the gaffer was honest with me. He said, I, couldn't, I can't promise you'll play. And I was just fed up going out on loan everywhere. And I went out on loan so many times, I never felt part of anything. And I just wanted to go and try and start again and then hopefully come back. You you mentioned those sort of those loans and, and sort of some of those clubs uh, sort of Exeter, Orient, you know Plymouth. Uh, so they're all sort of down south, aren't they? And you know when sort of Scunthorpe come in, you know that that that's got to be a, a big decision. Now you just sort of said you know that you wanted that sort of first team football, and you know if that if that was a if that was the case, you would have stayed. That's obviously what Scunthorpe were offering. But was there was that sort of a lot to consider just in terms of geographical sense? Um, no, I wasn't really that. I didn't want to leave my family. Obviously, I mean, I was only nineteen, and I. Uh, but I just wanted. I just thought, right, come on, it's about time. You need to step up to it now. You need to 
go and play. You need to get a house, settle down, start a career, basically. And I was I was quietly confident. Like I didn't, I wasn't scared or nervous. I just thought, let's have a go. And then I just, as soon as I got up there, I was quite felt at home. I didn't feel not at home, obviously, but I didn't feel. Everyone seems so friendly, so nice. So it's a bit different down here. I mean, everyone just leaves themselves to themselves. They don't really get involved. But everyone was so nice when I got up there, and couldn't have been more friendlier with me, helping me out, get the house, getting getting whatever I wanted. Basically, everyone was so helpful that it made it really easy. How did that move to Scunthorpe come about then? Because I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday actually about this, and I think you played against us for South End um, at the end of yeah. the previous season and, and had a great game. Did that play a factor at all? Do you know, did, did Lawsley see that? Yeah, and, that's, that's oh. where, there from that game. Because I, I went on loan to South End and uh, Alvin Martin asked me to do him a favour. He said, look, we're bottom of the league, come down, do us a favour. Just, just, we've only got two months left of the season. So I, I said to the gaffer, I didn't really want to go, but he said, no, go on, just try and do him a favour. So I went and done him a favour then. Played against Scunthorpe in my first game, and I knew I thought we lost one 0 Scunthorpe were a tough team to beat, but I I sort of done well. I knew I'd done well, and then uh, that was from that day, or not from that day, from that minute. I'm he basically the gaffer or Brian Laws thought that if we do go up or whatever, I'm going to try and get him involved or get him to the club. If we didn't get promoted, obviously the uh, the playoffs in Wembley that summer, would you join the club, or did it was that a key factor being in being in League One or you know the then division? Yeah, I, no, I just wanted to go, so I just wanted to play, um, and I didn't anyone who wanted to take a chance on me or uh, give me a go. I, I knew I would have, I knew I, I confident. I thought every time I went on loan, I sort of done all right, or when I say all right, I done really well. So I just. I was quite confident that as long as someone gave me the chance that I'll go there and I don't think I'll be there long. Like, I'm hoping that I can get somewhere and then move up again. So that was in my thoughts. I just wanted to play every week. Someone come in for me and I'll move on and try and better, like, go up in, in the league. And what was that sort of first season then like at the club? So as, as Matt just said, obviously, we did, you know, we went up, uh, but we did lose, you know, a couple of the key players, didn't we? So, like, you know, Forrester, he went. Uh, how, you know, how did you feel that sort of first season was sort of in terms of for you personally, but as the team as a whole? Uh, for the team, it was a tough season. I mean, we, I don't think we signed that many players. I think we only brought in a couple. And uh, obviously that step up was a lot. I mean, that first game of the season was Wigan away. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think we touched the ball. I remember pl- thinking, what have, I, what have I in for here? Just running round. And Lidl, I don't know if you remember him. Lidl, I forgot his first name. He, he was just popping it round me. I couldn't get near him. I was thinking, oh, I can't. It'd be a nightmare every week. But for me personally, I thought I, I had a quite a good season. Um, and I think a couple of teams were trying to come in and get me, but Scunthorpe wasn't having none of it. So... I just carried on and I was just enjoying myself, enjoying playing every week and feeling wanted, like feeling wanted. Like they, I knew the gaffer was happy with me and I was on the team sheet every week, which is the most important thing. Yeah, I remember the Wigan game really well. I think it was, was it 3-0 in the end. And oh, we, yeah. I I'm too started, busy to remember what, yeah, what we the start, score was. <laughs> I think we started with uh, John Gale and, and Wayne Graves up front and you know when you see that team sheet you say, oh no you know stepping up I know John Gale was great in 
the division below, and he was a bit of a yeah, but for, for the other two. You need, more than, you need more than just a big lump sometimes, right? I mean, it was a, he, he put himself about, and against the other teams, it would have. But when this Wigan team were popping it around us, we couldn't get close, couldn't get nowhere near it. No, I mean, as you say, though, I think that season for you, it was it was a fairly good one. You know, you, you weighed in with a couple of goals, and for me, I think that was that was you were one of the bright spots. Uh, the other being we signed Steve Torpy, who's um, up there with yourself as one of my favourite favourite players. So, he loves uh, it. He's yeah, Matt's you know. hero. He's Matt's hero. <laughs> uh, you know, he's a good lad as well. Such a nice man. I mean, he was he turned up and he uh, gives us. He, I know we had Gally, but he gives us that. He gave us that Gally sort of feel. We're having a big man up top, but he was good with his feet. He was a good player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, that was a tough season for Lawsy as well, but. You know the club stuck by him, and then in the seasons that followed, they actually did invest in the side. I think that was one of the key reasons why we didn't do particularly well. You've kind of touched on it there. We didn't really sign anyone till the January. Um, I think Brian Quayler came in, didn't he, as well? But then after yeah. that, it was just it was a bit too late. It, yeah, it was a bit too late. And I know we did spend a bit of money on those two. Obviously, Torps was um, the record signing at the time, and we'd spent a bit of money on yourself as well in, in the summer. But yeah, I think it, it did feel kind of too little too late and and the the damage was done really but um obviously the club stuck by Lawsey how did you find working under him because I think he divided opinion with the fans I know he's had quite a few spells here um and yeah, yeah I think there's some fans that love him but there's others that thought he was was absolutely useless so how did how did you find him well I'm surprised at that to be honest I've never thought anyone thought it was useless I mean he got him promoted from a from from I, don't, I can't remember if Scunthorpe had been promoted that before that, how long ago. And, um, I mean, I don't know what the budget was like, but it did, never felt like they were able to spend a lot of money to bring in players and and uh, strengthen the team. Um, I was a bit blinkered to all that sort of stuff. I just went from week to week wanting to play football and looking at my own game, trying to get my own game ready for Saturday. And, for me, I just I thought I, I enjoyed working under him. I mean, it's always nice, or it's easier to say that when the manager's picking you every week and he's happy with you most weeks. Ninety percent of the time, he was happy with me. So we had a good relationship. So I mean, I, I can't speak bad or anything. I couldn't have a bad word about him that um, that I think at all, to be honest. And what about uh, what about Russ? Because obviously he works very closely with Wilcox, and yeah. obviously Russ Wilcox is back at the club now. He's he's in charge of our under twenty three setup, so he's you know still yeah. very much a prominent figure. What what was your sort of relationship like with him as well? Yeah, I love Russ. He was funny. He was always making a bat. I mean, when I got there, he was in the team. He was he was a player at the time, so he was still sort of one of the boys as well. But for me, he's such a nice man. He's always been he's always approachable. We could always talk to him and. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad he's back at the club and and getting involved again. Uh, just sort of sticking with Laws for a minute. Um, sort of obviously one of, one of the things that sort of is quite well known is that he had sort of quite public sort of spats with players and things like that. Uh, what was sort of your impression of that? And was was there sort of anything like that with yourself, if even sort of public or private, either way? No, no, never had a bad, never never seen it or never had anything to do with anything bad with it come to Brian, I mean, we always, I mean, he had these little tempers at, at, at half-times or after the game, we'd all get a telling off and whatever or whatever he needed to say, but I, I never felt like I'd come away and thought, well, oh, that's too much or that was, 
shouldn't he shouldn't have done that or he shouldn't have done this. But I never I never felt like that. I mean, there might be players that have had different things with him, but for me, there wasn't anything like that. Uh, so obviously you, you mentioned we, we've sort of said that first season was a bit of a tough one for the club. Uh, you said that you sort of you were aware that some of the other clubs might have been in for yourself, but you know the uh, Scunthorpe weren't having it. Uh, was there sort of any doubts in your mind at the end of that first season about sort of staying, or were you sort of looking to go elsewhere, or how was that sort of for you? Uh, there was a couple of agents on my case. Um, I think Reading had come in and they were definite they wanted it sorted done quickly. Um, but I didn't. I just, I just wanted to have another go. Really, I wanted. I was. They was asking me what, what, what it will take, what it will this, and I was like, and the gaffer said, well, they're going to have to, to pay a lot of money because I think West Ham had a 50% sell-on clause or 60% sell-on clause, and he said, it's not in our, it's not going to help us if they we sell you for a million quid and we're only going to get 500 grand. We want to go up this year, so we'll. we'll I said, yeah. I said, gaffer, you're not going to get any bad thing from me I said I'm just going to keep going I'm going to keep going I'm not going to take the piss or take get sulk about it or anything I said I want to go higher you know that and if I didn't then you'd you'd think that was weird so I said but if you're not going to let me go I'm not going to sit here and sulk about it and make a big thing and then I think he appreciated that and and I, I in the second season I was probably that's when I was flying as well to be honest I think that's got in the team of the year I got player of the year and stuff like that so it was I was still dust I still give everything I had yeah that, I mean that season was for me that was probably your best at the club um, again not not the finish we all hoped for obviously I think it was in the end it, about 10th place finish something like that do you think we underachieved that season yeah I feel like we one week we were amazing and the following week we were very average um and that's probably why we ended up where we did. I think we we ended up that low. Did we really? I thought I thought I missed a penalty at Hull where we could have gone a bit closer to that. But I may be wrong. I may be that the year, but after I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I thought it was a tough. It wasn't a tough year. I thought we had a good enough team to get in the players and playoffs, and we should have done. Yeah, and then obviously the season after. <laughs> this is where obviously Lord may have had a bit of money to spend. Bigri came in. Uh, Carl Bradshaw, players like that. So um, I think we were really going for it. I think we we saw that we'd we'd had a decent enough finish um, the season before that, and then obviously um, maybe had a, an eye on the playoffs again, and, and maybe pushing for promotion again. So given that, obviously with the, with the investment that summer, how big a disappointment was it that we couldn't kick on and and get that playoff place that season? Because I think we missed out on the final day, if I remember rightly. Right, yeah, that was that was disappointing. I mean, I was struggling that season because I got injured and and, and Beegs had come in and uh, uh, I know I'm right-footed, but I'd always played on the left wing and I just he just I couldn't get it in my head playing out on the right. And uh, I know the gaffer wanted me to do a job out there and we'd done a lot in training trying to help me out, trying to get me better at that position. But I, I thought I was quite average that year, to be honest, and being injured with my knee and trying to come back probably a little bit too quick because I wanted to play. It wasn't a great season for me. And uh, I was. I think if I'd have been able to have another go there, I would have liked to have just had another season and tried. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think the following year, I think I'm, I felt like I was going to be a bit better. You mentioned sort of burglary there, and obviously, as Max just said, you were sort of forced onto the other side to, you know, accommodate him, essentially. Uh, did that uh, cause any sort of any tension or any friction, or, you know, were you two all right? Nah, I'm, I'm I'm laid back for that. I'm just I just wanted to play. I'm not like that. I'm not that type of person. I mean, we're still talking about Peter Beagle. that's played in probably mm-hmm. 200 league uh, league games in the Premiership to say that I should be playing out there instead of him. I mean, sometimes you have to hold your hands up. So I was just happy that it was still giving me a chance on the right up. I just knew that it wasn't my best position. I weren't. My bit is coming inside, trying to play people in and having shots. When I'm coming inside on my left foot, it just felt a bit, a bit uncomfortable, shall I say? And I've never been one to show and try and take, go around the outside and cross it. So it was just I just tried to change my game a little bit, and, it, and it's a little bit hard to do midway through a season or during a season. How did that sort of whole situation sort of come about? I'm thinking sort of from Laws's point of view. Did it just sort of was it something you sort of was trialed? I guess sort of in training or did he just sort of come out and say no you, you know you're on the right this time well it's just I'm a winger I mean where else could he put me I mean he's mm. never going to put me in the midfield centre mid so I knew it was either right wing or nothing really so there wasn't much else anywhere I could go other than other than on the other side the crowd wouldn't have been happy if I wasn't <laughs> playing at the time <laughs> done, I think there would have had uh, it's been a little bit of an uproar so he had to blame me somewhere uh, you mentioned there that you didn't think it was that good a season for you, but I think you were still named in Team of the Year. Mm-hmm. Would be, um, yeah. I mean, I remember Lawsy pulling me, and he went, "How are you in the Team of the Year?" <laughs> and I went, "Gaffer, I said, I told you, you keep having a go at me." And I said, "Playing against these people, that you're playing against your fellow fellow professionals, they're only told the truth." He went, "No, I can't believe you. I can't believe you." I said, "Well, there you go." I said, "You keep you keep trying to try and drop me." It was a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but a little dig as well, do you know what I mean? Because they were stalling on a contract. So I was thinking, like, well, now I've got in the team, PFA team of the year. I must, well, hopefully, I mean, I'm going to get another couple of years. Or, But I knew my knee, my, the, the, the physio at the time, Nigel Atkins, wasn't very confident about my knee. So I knew there was a bit of conversation going on about that and in the background. So it was all a bit up in the air. 
we'll talk about um you've mentioned your, your penalty against Hull and we're sort of gonna have a bit of a chat about Hull in general in, in a minute but uh let's talk about uh one of the other goals and that's obviously in that in that uh second season it's it is of course it's Donny and we've had we've had plenty of people asking us you know about that and um we've had one from Carl McDonald he was like how did you feel when the footage of that goal finally resurfaced uh there's one I think from uh uh, another one from Tom Baker who says it's the best individual goal he's seen on his day. So, so what you know, talk us through that one because it is—it's a brilliant goal. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to show me kids it. To be honest, I mean, I, I knew it was on match of the day because I remember watching it back uh, that night, and I thought it's got to be somewhere. I mean, uh, somewhere at BBC. I mean, I've had people try and find it. People in my work who are quite high up sending emails, and I was thinking, I just—I just want to find that one goal. And uh, other than that. I'm not. I'm not too bothered because I, because I thought it was from deeper. I thought it was from like the edge of our box, but it wasn't. It was between the edge of our box and the halfway line. And I thought, I remember getting it, and I just remember everyone shouting out, "Hit him! Hit him!" And I, I'm thinking I'm ducking out of the way here and gliding through. And then all of a sudden it was on my left foot because obviously I'm playing on the right wing again. Then, and I thought, I just, I don't know. I looked up, I could see like I wasn't that far out, and I just did it, and he just flew in off. And the thing was, it was in such a, I was, I mean, big game, but it was a big game. I mean, we won nil down against Donny, and it was a full ass. We're getting stick, the atmosphere's buzzing, a proper FA Cup game. And for it to go in, and like, at the scunny end as well, and the rubbish celebration, that's the only thing I'm disappointed about. <laughs> Uh, let's let's sort of go on to uh, on to Hull then because it, it seems to be a little bit different these days and it's probably because we've not sort of played them for quite a long time but that that sort of rivalry I guess it seems to have sort of gone away but at that, that point in the club when you were there that was it was a real sort of big thing wasn't it it's sort of the rivalry between Scunthorpe and Hull and that's obviously it was you know the games that people were looking out for so what was it like to play in the, those sort of games you know was was the atmosphere sort of different when it was Hull yeah it was it was proper tension. You could feel it when you went out. When you went out to the pitch, you can just feel it. It's buzzing. It was, everything seems a little bit tighter. Everyone seems a bit closer. The crowd seemed a bit closer. But them games, for me, was when I, when I wanted it. I know it don't sound great, but I could just... I wanted to do everything. I wanted to get on the ball. I was never afraid. I wanted to show people, or show what I can do. So I never hid. I, ne- I was always... And they're probably... The whole games, I know I missed the penalty before you say it, but they're they're the games that I was that I think I done well in. I mean, I scored in one, set up a few goals, and I I normally used to get probably about twenty fouls per game where I just got kicked to death. So I always well, had seemed to have a good game against them. Well, you mentioned you're scoring one. You score after about a minute in in one of them, don't you? It's with that I defensive know, mix-up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I nearly missed it to be honest. It was, <laughs> If I, that had been a bad miss, if I'd have missed it, but he just landed to me, panicked, put it in, and then then I've done a hundred meter sprint in about nine seconds, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you say, that those games, the atmosphere was fantastic, and I do feel when we've met in in the league, I think it was in the championship. It just, I don't know, the the atmosphere is not quite the same as it used to be. Uh, Boothbury Park obviously was. Uh, real hostile place and I remember when their fans kind of walked around the away end and they were chucking stuff down and obviously you don't want to see that but it just made the the games really special none more so than obviously the uh, the Boothbury Park and um, last minute last minute oh, free no. Jacko you know um, yeah that was brilliant 
Uh, yeah, and I've seen the Hull fans, obviously, this week again, the bleating <laughs> about it again on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dived again. I, I think the question... Have you seen that tackle? That is a bad tackle. I mean, <laughs> I never knew it was that bad. I've never seen the tackle before, like, again, and now... I mean, that was two-footed. If I don't jump, I think the shin will still be in that ground, I think, and in, in the floor. Yeah, I, I remember the um, remember the game. Obviously, you were you were running them ragged. And I think, yeah, you know, it wasn't just in Whittle and there was a couple of others um, trying, to, trying to get you all game, really. But, yeah. you know, talk us through that because, obviously, you, you went down, uh, edge of the box, literally no time left on the clock. And uh, the ref, the ref lets us take a quick free kick. Just talk us through kind of that that kind of ten fifteen seconds and and the pandemonium that follows. Well, I'll be honest, it was I was having that all day long. Once I knew I got kicked, and it was that on the left hand side. On the other side, it was going to be Dulce. On that on that side, I definitely wanted it. I was going to take it. I had no, there was no one else taking it. I'd lost my shin for the free kick, so I'm <laughs> I'm taking it. And then I and then Jacko, I don't know what he said to the ref or if he said anything, and then he just went bang, hit it, he went flying in, and then that was it. Just remember losing it and going mental, and it was a good win. It was just a buzz all day, and all night we had a we had a good night, that's all I know. I remember I was I was actually stood to the front of the terrace, and I think I was just absolutely crushed against the, the barriers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I, one thing, the one thing I always remember, we we actually went on the bus that day and we got back into the bus, um, switched Humberside on, and there was obviously all the Hull fans ringing up. And I'm not sure if it was Burnsy who, who obviously uh, does the commentary for Hull. I don't, I'm not sure if it was kind of before his time, but there was definitely someone on there, obviously uh, heading up the show, and the amount of Hull fans calling in, calling you a diver, and uh, and all sorts. <laughs> oh. It was just fantastic. It just, just made it all. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got, I, I had some letters about it as well about how I'm diving and there was everywhere I went I was like diving I was like listen if I don't jump I'm gonna get hurt like they, they you could tell they wanted to hurt me and then even I've seen these things on Twitter like showing of the game I mean they're, they're bad tackles and then I see the couple of comments from the whole fan saying oh shit house he dives he does this I'm like I mean well, I mean, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? I'm a little bit baffled. <laughs> oh, uh, what about what about Because you mentioned other other clubs were sort of in for you throughout your time. Was did, you know were, were they ever interested? Did you ever hear anything like that? Yeah, I've had a couple of times. I thought that they was going to come in. They they kept ringing uh, my agent, or not kept ringing. I'm not exaggerating. That. I mean, they they tried to speak to the agent or tried to speak to the club, but. Nothing really ever come of it. It was all more like uh, asking what, what my situation is, what my what, whether they'd let me go, whether they're this, whether they're that. And I don't think the club was ever willing to let me go. Um, I sort of stayed out of the way and just these sort of things in my head, I'd just wait and leave it to them and hopefully if anything come of it, then I'll have a chat. But, I mean, I think it would have been more of my life's worth if I'd have gone to Hull and <laughs> still been living in living in Scunthorpe. <laughs> uh, let's, let's sort of sort of move move on a little bit then. So we've, we've chatted about that last season and, and, and we've mentioned Birgri and sort of your relationship with him. Did you ever sort of feel like when Birgri came in, because obviously, as, as you mentioned yourself, you know, he's, you know, Premier League qualities, has, has a lot of appearances there from that level. Yeah. Do you think that sort of spelled the beginning of the end for you at Scunthorpe? Yeah, yeah, um, if I'm honest. 
It didn't make me feel like that. It didn't. He didn't make me feel like that, and the gaffer didn't make me feel like that. But I just knew that that was going to be his position, and I and I don't know. I didn't know what money was on or what, but he was never going to come for nothing. And um, I think he was on the coaching staff a little bit with with the gaffer and Russ. So I mean, it helps when you can have your input as well. So I knew that it was sort of the beginning of the end because I weren't doing a good enough job and even though I got in the team of the year I knew I weren't doing a good enough job on the right wing I was trying but I knew I wasn't doing what I was doing and what I could do and then obviously in that summer you left the club um, Lawsy I mean you were on the release list was that a mutual decision between the club and, and yourself or was it your decision to go how did that come uh, about this is, this, this is what I'm baffled about this is what I've never really understood because I said I wanted to stay, and um, at the time they said they can only give me a year, and I was like, "Well, I've got I've just had a baby. I'm, I'm I want a two-year contract, and I'll stay." And uh, and they they wouldn't offer me that, so I was like, "Okay, well, then I'll have to go." And I was like, "Oh, okay, no problem." So it was all sort of done like that. So it was sort of they had to offer me a contract because I think the, the the fans or the crowd wouldn't have been happy, but. I think the money was less as well because of my knee that they said that it's a worry. So I was like, well, I ain't going to take less money when I'm getting offered a lot more away. So it was sort of one of them that I didn't really have a decision or a choice, should I say. It was uh, more, they're the rules and take it or leave it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to take that. I can't take that. I think, if I remember right, I think there was, I can't remember if it was in the statement or something like that, but uh, Lawsy sort of, mentioned or sort of implied that you weren't enjoying your football at the time is is there anything in that well enjoying my football as in playing on the right wing that's, oh right that's okay all i want enjoying i mean i've always enjoyed my foot i could play in goal if i enjoy <laughs> football anyone who don't enjoy football that's what i say like the best them that them game times are the best times you'll ever have and i miss them all the time even when i go to orient i still think to myself I still think I can do it. Even though I'm little and fat still, I still think I could get in and do something. <laughs> I mean, I know I can't, but... And uh, that's... You'll never, you'll never not love football or fall out of love. I just... I wanted to play in my position. Gaffer didn't let me, and then he wants to cut my money, and then he wants to give me a year, and I was like, that's... I'm getting offered clubs galore at the minute, and I know you know that my knee's not great, but feel like I deserve a couple of years even to try and get my knee done and try and get myself back because I didn't think I was fully back that thing that's that last season so after that obviously you were you were released in in the summer John Rochdale um obviously had to move uh, money reasons things like that obviously no one can no one can uh, argue about that but did you regret leaving the club on those terms yeah, but it wasn't the money. I mean, if if they'd have just said, we'll give you the same money and we'll give you a two-year contract, I would have stayed. And I was being offered more money away. But I didn't think it was fair that I was getting offered less money, one-year contract, to see how money was and how I was going to do. So it was, it, for me, it wasn't it wasn't money. It was just, because, I mean, without being disrespectful, if you live in Scunthorpe, you don't have to have a lot of money. The houses, it was relatively cheap. And I was happy there. I was happy to live there. I just had my daughter. And uh, we'd all moved up and we was happy. So it wasn't all about that. So for me, it wasn't about the money, even though people, I think, think that. 
ended up having to move to, to Bristol and it was a fortune. So it counteracts the, the what you get more anyway. No, obviously the move, yeah, you mentioned it there, Bristol. So Rochdale and Bristol didn't quite work out. Um, why was that, do you think? Well, Rochdale, silly enough for me, I, I went there and Gaffer that signed me was a left winger. And um, he wanted to play on the left wing, basically. So I was put on the right and it wasn't, and I just, to be honest, at the club, it just didn't feel right. I just didn't feel what I was used to. But at Bristol was fantastic. Bristol Rovers was such a big club. And I went there and I was flying, flying again. And I had a good season. Well, I helped them stay up. I went there about Christmas time and they were bottom of the league and I helped them stay up. So that they ended up signing me on another two-year contract. And then that's when I really done my knee bad. Uh, and uh, I tore my knee, and it was in a bit of a pickle. So from that you scored minute, against us retire. that one, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yeah, I did actually. I mean, I was, I was, I was upset. I can't lie. I was, I was, thought I'd get a good reception. I didn't think I was going to get booed, and like really booed, and like people were angry on the side, like on in the stands. And I was like, I'm a bit baffled here. What, what have I done? Why, why have I? Why am I getting this? I'm not sure. Because I never wanted to leave. I never wanted to to j- just walk away. And I and I just think, well, what what's been said? What's done? And then uh, and then the ball falls to me in the 89th minute in front of goal. And I mean, I was getting called big fat, so the top come off. <laughs> <laughs> has that sort of um, I guess you sort of mentioned the sort of your response you got back there. But has that sort of changed as time's gone on? Now, obviously, you know, we we couldn't wait to get you on here for this one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I hope so. I've always had, a, I've always loved the people there. I mean, I would never, I'd never speak bad of them. I mean, they're such lovely people from, from the kit man to the, from the ladies upstairs to the people that work in Tesco's to anywhere. They're just, and they'll give always give you time of day. And it was a lovely place to live. I enjoyed it. It's one of my favourite places I've ever, or favourite times I've ever had. So, I've. Uh, I've never spoke about it. Even when they when they were booing me, I was it was more shock and upset rather than angry and show them. So it was just a bit. Yeah, I mean, probably could have handled it a bit better when I scored, but I'd lost it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had, we've had a, a few sort of uh, questions in as well. Uh, there's one I think from Dougie Parker. It's an interesting one actually. But he said uh, most fans would ask why he was ever at Scunthorpe. He's clearly such a talented uh, footballer who surely would have been playing at a much higher level. Did he consider that he fulfilled his ambitions, or is there a tinge of regret? No, I mean there wasn't anyone who come in. I mean for how well I'd been doing, no one else come in. So it was either sign another two years, or sign for Scunthorpe. So for me, there wasn't really a choice. I mean. The fact that it turned out that I ended up signing to Scunthorpe, I'd never regret. Whether I should have stayed and signed another two years at West Ham, but then in my head I just thought I'm going to be going to Newcastle. I kept going to like Newcastle away. I know people are going to go, oh, you're lucky enough to do it, but once you want to start playing, I'm nearly getting to 20. I'm just, all I'm doing is helping lift the kits out of, out of the thingies and going to, having to sit in a stand and then after the game going to have to run on the pitch and and it was just—it's just not what I wanted. I just—I know—I just wanted to play. I just wanted to feel like I'm somewhere and and play every week. And someone and, and the manager go right. This is what we're going for. Whether it be staying up, 
or relegation or going promotion. At least we knew, at least I knew. I just kept turning up in places for a month, being on loan and then walking in the changing room not knowing anyone and not feeling part of anything. So that was the real reason why I made that decision. I think it's something we've got to address because we've had so many <laughs> questions about it is um, that you were labelled as a bit of a party animal while you were at the club. Yeah. How true how true were the claims? Did you enjoy a good night out? So, this is a, this this is the most amazing thing, right? So I'm 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 the only one I can remember ever living in Scunthorpe, right? So when the boys always jumped in their cars and went to wherever they went and went for a few beers or went to a nightclub or anything, no one knew anything. But because I was the only one that ended up living there, I, if I popped anywhere or done anything, everyone could see. Which I didn't hide. I don't mind. I went out on a Tuesday night. We had, we had Wednesday off. Everyone's going to go, I was out for, I've never been out on a Friday night in my life. I've always, I'm always, I did like a Sunday after a, a few, after a few beers and watching the football, whatever. I met good people. I enjoyed their company. I went for a beer, yeah. But in them days, it was just the norm. Everyone done it. And no one, it, was, it wasn't thought bad. I went in, trained hard. As long as I performed every Saturday, which what I was doing, no one really moaned or got the ump back. Um, we had a couple more on that subject. Favourite night out in Scunny? Yeah. Was it Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. And then the Henry, is it Henry's? Henry yeah. Africa's, is it? It was, yeah. 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 Good night. And the thing was, it shut early, so I was home early and nice tapped away. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to pull you up on the uh, the comment about not going out the, the um, night before a game. And to be fair... You weren't drinking, but I did see you in the pub. I, it was obviously many, many years ago. I think it was the anchor, and uh, you were with uh, the, anchor? the anchor. It was um, near Morrison's, and you were. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the anchor, and you were with um, a lone player, Manny Omni. Oh, and, right, yeah. And it was before. Yeah, I've never been. I don't remember down that way. <laughs> I always used to stay where near where I was, really, by uh, by the Sainsbury's, is it? With the, that estate. Anyway. Yeah. The, the story goes, obviously, I was, it was um, quite a few years ago, um, quite a lot younger then, and I was with my dad at the time, and I think I'd obviously pointed you out, and uh, I was looking for a bit of paper so I could get your autograph and, and Manny Omni's autograph, and we couldn't find any paper anywhere. And I think in the end, you signed um, a piece of paper in his file of facts, and I think I've still got it somewhere. I want <laughs> oh, yeah. to dig that one out. <laughs> Have a look at the signature. Um, hopefully, it didn't look too wonky because I know I weren't drinking. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm 42 years of age now. It makes no difference whether I did or not. But I never on a Thursday or Friday would I drink. I'll just start. I'd pop up the top. There's a restaurant up. Used to be up the top. I used to live on my own. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna cook. I didn't used to cook. To walk up the top, having something to eat, and then come home. So that was me. I tell. And I had some friends that. I don't know whether this counts as being a pub. I used to go into uh, what's the snooker place? I forgot now. I'm not sure. But it used to be a snooker place with all the pool tables and everything. And I used to have a game of pool with doors and that. I don't know whether that counts as being in a pub or a night out, but that's what I used to do. Uh, let's let's just sort of go on to one other aspect of the game because obviously when you know players retire, it's it's a lot of them will go into sort of management and coaching. You very briefly did that sort of with Averley. What what sort of was the story there? Um, I, to be honest, my, I, I've always wanted to get back in football, but I, I ended up getting offered a good job, and it takes up 90% of my time. And to be able to do that and have a family was just too hard. And then do football. I mean, 
was just too hard and uh, I wanted to do it but it was just too much it was uh, I worked long hours and to then go out and play, watch football on a Tuesday night on a Thursday night and then on a Saturday be out all day it just wasn't fair to my family uh, so I ended up started it and uh, I just thought it wasn't for me. Uh, we've had sort of one from Paul on this one. You, I think you've sort of explained why it hasn't happened then, but are there sort of any aspirations to sort of, I guess, return to sort of coaching or managing in the future? No, not for me. I'm, I'm, I've got a, got a job that takes up a lot of time and uh, I've got a big family. So for me, it's just, uh, I don't mind having a little kick about now and again. Sometimes I play for the vets. There's a vets team around here and I'll have a, have a little go and enjoy it probably once every couple of weeks on a Saturday, but I only have to get there a half hour before play a game and then quick pint at home. So that's <laughs> that's that's a little bit different than being out the house all day. So um, that's about as far as I go. Uh, I suppose in this, I suppose we'll just sort of end with uh, the odd general one then. So let's let's think about your time at Scunthorpe then specifically. What would you say is sort of your your best memory from the club? Um, good question. Uh, Probably the whole games, if I'm honest. All them whole games and, and, and scoring. I was a bit of a fruitcake when I scored. I loved scoring. Loved, loved playing. Um, and uh, probably just the, them sort of games where I know they were important goals. I remember one, there was a Macclesfield away. And uh, it was the fir- very first game of the season. It wasn't an important... Well, it was his first game of the season. You always think you can win the league first game. And I got it from my own half. And uh, won the whole way and scored... And uh, I remember running to the crowd, and it was all, all my mates from from Scunthorpe was in there. And then we all had a bundle up, and then it was like five minutes to go, and it's the end of the game. So little things stick in your mind, and for me, that was one of them as well. I'd say one of the, one thing that sticks in my mind about that game was that the toilets were overflowing in the, <laughs> the stand in the away end. I passed uh, one in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon. It was an absolute nightmare. First game. Of the Lucky season. I wasn't here then. Well, at yeah. least I made it better anyway. <laughs> um, we've had a couple more in um, we had one from John McNulty which uh, we'll do just for a laugh who was the longest in the shower <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> I was but we, we won't say that on the on air uh, um, no jeez um, oh, I can't think of that now. Well, now I try to not look I try not scare myself <laughs> I was in and out that's all uh, I know but yeah. as in the shower <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was who would you say is the best player you played with at Scunny? Um I probably already I'd say Dorse, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean for me I, I mean, and then he's the one that's gone on and done more than than anyone else that I've done that I've known when I played with him in Scunny, so I'd have to say Dorse. You, you you sort of played with some players, you know, in your time at the club that have sort of gone down, you know. I guess say I guess in history with sort of Scunthorpe United, we've mentioned a few of them: Torps, Burgery. Uh, just sort of give us your impressions on some of the others. So I'm thinking, obviously Dawson. You say you're sort of in touch with. There's like Stanton, who's obviously still at the club. Uh, Carlo Garcia as well. Yeah, there's a few legends there. I mean, for me, I played uh, in front of Dawson, and Dawson was like one of the best left backs I played with. He was up and down. I mean, I played. I was lucky enough to play with Joe Keith, who plays for uh, Colchester, and they remind me of this, the same sort of players. They, they, they'd give me the ball, they'd run past me, and then I'd still be able to do what I want, and then I'd just run back. And, and, then, and when he went round me, I knew where he was and just laid him in. And 
we just had that thingy. So for me, I knew Dawes was always going to, I didn't know he'd go to as high as he did because I didn't know whether he'd get that opportunity, but I knew he was good enough to play at that level. Right, and I think that will probably do for it. I mean, I have really enjoyed this one. I know, and I'm sure you have as well, Matt, but thank you so much for coming on, Lee. Really appreciate that. No problem. Anytime, mate, if you ever need me again, it's no issue, darling. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Uh, thank you so oh, much thanks. for listening to this and everybody. Uh, like, share, subscribe. And yeah, once again, cheers, Lee. Thank you so much for that. And cheers. thank you very much for listening. We'll we'll see you on the next one. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.